Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 126 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. I'm Andy White and I'm with Mr. Kelvin Newman. And today we are talking about Google Plus. Now Google Plus, Kelvin, yes. I have to say, um, it's, it's relatively new-ish. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of um, talk about it. Yep. Uh, what do you make of it? Well, so for people, I imagine many of you will have already heard about the Google Plus um, launch. But for those who might not have done, uh, just a quick um, catch up. Um, for a long time, Google have been trying to um, get their teeth into a proper social media service, a proper social media site. And they've had some moderate su- moderate successes with that. They had Okut. Um, which is quite big in Brazil and I think in um, some areas of the 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 kind of the Middle East, um, but you know didn't really have the headway the cut through of sites like you know Facebook, Twitter, or even LinkedIn to mm. any real extent. So there's a couple of things that they launched off the back of that. There was, there was Google Wave, which was a weird sort of product that kind of was about collaboration and about social networking that didn't really, no one really knew what it did. Real time documents. Yeah, and all that type of thing, which mm. was quite interesting. Um, I think it was developed out of their 20% time. So it's that um, ability that Google have to let people in their team spend one day a week on an interesting product. And I think with that approach, it was always a, let's, you know, we find it useful internally. Some people might find it useful externally and see what happens. Now, the problem with Wave was that um, I think it solved a very particular problem for a relatively small group of people. And if it had launched as a startup independently on its own, it might have grown a bit of a following and done quite well. But because it was from Google, it just got all this pressure, all this hype on it, and it just didn't live up to that. So mm. that kind of slowly got pulled back in as well. So they then had probably what was the most obvious next second attempt at that was Buzz, um, Google Buzz, which um, was kind of intended to be um, very much a kind of Twitter-style status update uh, program. And it was kind of built around this kind of notion of implicit an implicit social network. Mm. So on the whole Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, there's a there's a you have to connect to people. So there's a process of it's opt in, mm. as it were. Mm. Now what they were trying to do with Buzz, and this is where it sort of backfired on them a bit, was that it's kind of it was opt out, as it were. So it went, okay, who are you emailing? Mm. Yes, um, you know, so everyone who you email on your Gmail account, um, 
that's someone you want to be connected with on Buzz. And there are all kinds of that people didn't really like. They felt a bit kind of, you know, a bit um, sort of weird about People got that. a bit leery, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And there were other privacy issues in there. So very quickly, there was a backlash on that. So Buzz, although it was kind of a fairly interesting product, the launch and handling of that went absolutely terribly. So, you know, that's the background. That's what Google were up to. But they still knew that they needed to do... Um, you know, make a play in the social space because I think they're re- they're very aware that kind of from a strategic point of view that Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, all these companies are growing and, you know, their investors want Google to have a part of that pie even though they, you know, do very, very well already. And also there's a growing realisation, I think, um, in the search team particularly that it's getting harder and harder to ascertain, um, you know, which websites should be at the top of the search results based exclusively on the link graph so you know i talk a lot about link building um and it's getting harder and harder for google to use that as the only means of assessing which website should be the best when actually probably social mentions are far more important and google has started to do that but they've been reliant on third-party data which is never something that google really like so they were you know you know, they were using what's known as the Twitter firehose, so all the data that came from Twitter. Mm. Um, and that was kind of a temporary relationship. Google had paid for that. That was coming to an end. Interestingly, came to an end at about the point in time when Plus launched, you know, make the, the connection there. Um, so, yeah, Google know that they need to do this. And there's a really interesting article in Wired that I'll link to that was written um, about this whole process of them launching Plus. And I was actually initially quite sceptical of Plus, this new search, this new service that they've launched. Um, but until I read this Wired article that talked about kind of how actually Google are really trying to change the way that they do business. And this is kind of fundamental to them. All their, all their employees' bonuses are tied to it. Um, you know, the very top people in the company are, um, you know, really, really heavily invested in that. And, you know, strategically, they see it as really important. So that's kind of a bit of the background. Um, but what is Plus? Well, essentially, it's... An approximation, it's a similar kind of service to Facebook, Mm. um, whereby it allows you to share status updates, photos, and content with a group of people um, who you have a social connection to. Now, I suppose their their angle on that is the whole idea of circles, Mm. which is that... um, Facebook, all of your friends fundamentally are created equally. Um, you know, that every friend is equal. And that's not really how proper relationships work. You know, there's people who I know through work, there's people who I know from uni, there's people who I know through school. So circles three... are like groups then? Yeah, them, yeah. yeah. And, and that's a lot of people have been critical of Plus. I said circles is just kind of an approximation of Facebook groups. But mm. no one really uses Facebook groups. And if they do, they're in the minority. So the idea of this is that you can set people up and they can be in multiple circles. You can broadcast certain content to certain circles and not, to other circles so that's quite interesting and it's actually quite graphically quite easy and interesting to you know put people in those different groups um and also they've got a kind of a video chat functionality which facebook have kind of tried to usurp by announcing that they've got a deal with skype to do the same so it was now owned by windows of course. yeah 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 so or even microsoft microsoft yeah so at the moment there's not much really in google plus that you can't get in um in facebook um, but it's owned by Google rather than Facebook, which to some people gives it an additional level of trust because people trust Google that much more than Facebook. Um, it's more simple. There's less kind of aggressive... Well, there is an advertising, really, so it's less of that aggressive monetization that's going on there. 
And um, yeah, it ties into all the other Google services, the Gmail. And I think mm. what will start to happen is you'll start to see more of these connections um, you know, coming through. So if you've got a blogger account, it might start to be integrated with Plus. If you've got a Picasa there, you know, photo sharing site, it'll be pulling those in as well. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see them heading in this direction. At the moment, um, my problem with it is to a certain extent, the only people who are interested in it are um, my kind of geeky, gadgety SEO friends, mm. um, which means that it's the people who are using Twitter. So at the moment, the only people who are on my Google Plus account are the people I follow on Twitter. Okay. So really, at the moment, it's just Twitter, the, the friend group, that, the, the, you know, the, the group I have on, on Twitter as social connections, but with the functionality of Facebook, which is in its own right quite useful. Um, but it, it, you know, I don't know many normal people in inverted commas who are using Plus <laughs> at the moment, and I do yeah. sort of wonder why they would, because um, if they use Facebook already, I'm not sure what the compulsion is to. Well, this to is move. the thing. It's, it's it's. I've got a million and one questions. Let's start with the first one. You, yeah. you mentioned that it was only your geeky friends that were on it. Mm. The question is, is it, I, I'm trying to remember the getting onto it model they've currently got. Do you have to be invited on or is it like a waiting list? Yeah, I mean, so they, they, they launched it with a limited beta um, where you could only get in by being invited by certain people. Right. And certain people had invites and they were quite hard to get hold of. I was quite fortunate that I managed by some fluke to get on quite early um, because a friend of a friend was someone who worked at Google okay. and that type of thing. I think I'm still waiting. Um, have you not got one yet? I, I can, everyone's well, got well, no, no, now. I, someone invited me, yeah. but I'm not sure if I actually got on. I was on some, some, some okay. pending list, yeah. I think. Um, and now it's a little bit more open. So I think it's still by invite, but there's mm. a lot more invites available. And this is kind it's deliberate on Google's part because it's about low testing. It's about this is still a beta product. It's mm. not ready for everyone yet. But it's also that's how Gmail worked. You know, for a long time, you can get a Gmail account without being invited to them. And mm. it, it's deliberate. You know, that kind of scarcity adds to the value that you have of it. And if you've had to ask to be invited, then suddenly, you know, you've gone to that effort. Therefore, you're going to spend a bit more time, you know, setting up your profile, adding some friends than you would have done if it wasn't seen as exclusive. So I think that exclusivity is deliberate. And it worked for Facebook as well. It was for a long time you couldn't get a Facebook account unless you had an academic um, email. Well, initially, if you had an academic email address at certain universities, then just universities, then they opened it up to, to yeah. anyone at that point. So I, th- I think the big question is, does Google Plus, is it something that, that small businesses and business businesses using internet marketing should look at? Uh, what, what, what's it got that the others haven't? Well, what, what they haven't done yet and I think this is the kind of um, so at the moment should it, the question should a small business or should a business be marketing themselves on Google Plus? Now, part of me says that yes because actually at the moment there's some PR in promoting like Ford, um, you know the motor company did very well out of you know we've done a Google Plus campaign. Look at us, aren't we great and innovative and cutting edge? Now I don't think the campaign actually did them any real value, but the PR of having done the campaign did them quite a lot of value. Yeah, because there's a lot of buzz around yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's 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 that there's that angle, but Google haven't really at the at the moment we're recording this, they haven't specified precisely how a business should present themselves on google plus but what is widely anticipated um to be how they set it up will be some kind of connection either to google places so Mm. your google local profile um or 
and this is more my feeling than a general one, but I think a possibility a merchant center account. So if you've got a merchant center account. So what probably Google are going to do is take the, if you're a company, you might already have a Google profile that you've set up so you can have a map listing. Mm. And I think they'll probably use that and make, bring that functionality into Google Plus. So we talked about Google profiles before, haven't we? Yeah. A few times, yeah. I think, yeah. So I think that, that would be the sensible way for them to do it. Because at that point, Facebook, at the moment, Facebook and Twitter, you've got to go in and set up an account. Now, how many businesses do Google have listed on places? Millions of businesses that are already listed there that they've either got because the company have gone in and set up the profile, which I imagine most of you listening will have done, um, or they've you know scraped it from the yellow pages or something like that. So if Google were to instantly create a business profile on Plus for all of these companies that already had places listings that's pretty compelling then isn't it so rather than actually wondering do does the local pub have a page on facebook or twitter you would know on plus that they already did you know so that's the way i'm anticipating that going and then at that point you can claim that business profile and you know then start updating plus as it as that business so at the moment until that's fully confirmed i don't think it's something that um you know, most listeners need to worry about too much doing on their business because they could spend all this time setting up a profile that then is no longer functional because Google will change how they want businesses to do it. But it is important because if as an individual you go on now and you spend a couple of months familiarizing yourself with the service, getting to know it, getting mm. to understand the foibles of it, what that means is then that when those business profiles are available you hit the ground running because you know how to use the system. You understand how circles work. You understand the you know equivalent of edge ranks or the algorithm that determines where things appear on the Facebook newsfeed, how that works on um, Google+. Have you heard uh, about Sparks? Sparks, yes. That's, what are Sparks? Yeah. So Sparks <laughs> is another functionality that I, I've actually completely ignored in the Google+. Mm. But the, the idea of that is that under certain topics, Google will identify... So... Plus is a means of getting content to you. So I've recommended by your friends um, or in the Sparks functionality um, by Google. Mm. And at the moment, that recommendation doesn't seem that sophisticated. But I think as they gain the data in the system, as they start to pull in some of the data they've got from the search-based products, that should get quite exciting. But it does seem to really favor video. So as a kind of content producer... Um, video does very well on Sparks. So if I went to like SEO as a topic on Sparks, mm. it showed videos that were sort of nine months old because they were videos. Mm. But like a blog post that was written in text, there were none that were more than a couple of months old. Mm. But then similarly, there's so much content produced anything that's a couple of months old on SEO. I do sort of wonder, should it be in a Spark? But yeah. So basically I would say to people... Um, Hang on, I'm still yeah. trying to get my head around a spark. What is a spark? Well, if you go to a... So spark <laughs> is a, to- a, t- it, it's a topic area. It's a topic right. area, yeah. right, okay. So on the Google Plus... Is that Plus, sparking a conversation? Yeah, so, so right. it's the kind of discovery of content. So say I am completely bored, I've got nothing to read mm-hmm. um, online, I want to entertain myself. I'm signed into Google Plus, I click on sparks, and then it will give me some suggestions of these types of topics. Oh. Now, I can specify those that I'm most interested in. So cycling's there by default, but I could put that in as a topic. I could put podcasting in as a topic. I could put Brighton in as a topic. I could put, you know, um, you know, new balance trainers in as a topic. Do you know what I mean? Whatever those sparks are. And once I've got those sparks set up, Google will find and suggest content within those topic areas, which it believes 
um, you will find of interest. Now, the problem is the algorithm or system that they have at the moment for suggesting those things that you will find of interest um, isn't that sophisticated. So that's where the problem lies at the moment. But I can only see it improving in that area. Fantastic. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, to sum up, really, I think if you've not got yourself an account, um, sign yourself up. If you've got yourself an account, use it. Um, And if you've got that account you're using it and you're still not sure um, whether it's worthwhile, you're not alone. A lot of us are still trying to suss out what it is. And I'm sure we'll come back to it if it takes off in future episodes. But I really just wanted to kind of talk a bit about kind of my assumptions Mm -hmm. about how it's working. Um, Hopefully answer a few of those questions that people might have about it. And if people do have any questions about how to use Google Plus particularly, um, do drop us an email and ask us a question. That goes for any topic around internet Mm -hmm. marketing. But I'm particularly interested to hear people's thoughts opinions and questions around google plus so to do that there's kind of two main ways of doing that Uh, one is to tweet using the hashtag impc which we do keep an eye on for people who are um, tweeting using that hashtag um or probably best um, to drop me an email um so that's kelvin so that's k-e-l-v-i-n dot newman n-e-w-m-a-n at sitevisibility.com um, and we'll include those in probably if we get enough a specific episode about Q&A about um, Google Plus um, or part of a general Q&A in the future yes interaction please we want plenty of interaction and also don't forget that phone number that that funny bloke says, says at the end uh, yes of do- course you can, yeah, you can leave us a voicemail message which we'll include in the show um, me and Andy are absolutely terrible at remembering the phone number but <laughs> in less than 20 seconds you'll be able to um, hear that phone number starts with a zero anyway that's a wrap for today so that's goodbye from me Andy White and goodbye from me Kelvin Newman and uh, we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing all the best Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, welcome to the Next Wave podcast. Consider us your chief AI officer in your business. 
My name is Matt Wolf. I have the number one YouTube channel in the AI space. I also run futuretools.com and I'm joined by my co-host, Nathan Lands, founder of lore.com. We want to bring you the latest AI news and trends, show you how you can use AI in your business and personal life and help make it super easy for you to understand and execute. We're going to equip you with the knowledge to thrive in this upcoming wave of change.